0: Hi, this is Paul Zelizer and welcome to another episode of the Awarepreneurs Podcast. This podcast is all about the intersection of three things, conscious business, social impact, and awareness practices. Each episode, I do a deep dive interview with a thought leader in this intersection, someone who has market-tested experience and is already transforming many lives. Before I introduce today's guest and our topic, I have one favor to ask you. If you could go over to iTunes or whatever app you're listening to this on and do a search for the Awarepreneur shows, it would really help if you would do a rating and a review. It does all those good algorithm things and helps people find our community and helps our guests get their message out there. So thanks for considering that. Today, I am thrilled to introduce E.J. Clinton, and our topic today is Exposing Lies and Sharing Truth as a Form of Activism. And let me just say before I introduce EJ, it's not every day you get to introduce somebody who you met standing in your underwear. This is a true (laughs) story. EJ and I, we happen to live in the same city. I'm thrilled to live in Albuquerque with EJ. And we were at the gym one day and I, I I forget if I was wearing shorts, honestly, or my underwear, but I was literally standing there changing in the gym, and we started up a fabulous conversation. I'm thrilled to know EJ and what he's doing with his community, Factions of Freedom. It's just off the charts. EJ is an artist, an activist, an influencer, and the founder of Factions of Freedom, a real high-leverage podcasting community that we're going to talk about a lot today. EJ, welcome to the show.
1: Paul, thank you so much for having me. This is a this is a long time coming. I hope I, I hope I, 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 can do 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 the show justice. Uh, you're a great person, and I, just for the record, you know, I just want to say this too, just to start off. Paul is so awesome because, like, it was like the second or third time that we talked that he connected me with some of the amazing people over there at the Mindful New Mexico conference, and. You know, it's just been synchronicity after synchronicity, and I'm sure we'll get into some of that here with you guys as well. But thank you, Paul, for having me on.
0: It's going on in New Mexico, right? Like nationally, people are finding out about Albuquerque, and Netflix came here, and now we want to like bring some of that energy to the wellness and social and social impact entrepreneur. But EJ is a great example of the young and really smart and really dynamic entrepreneurs that we have here in this community. So, EJ, this confluence of this work that you do, you guys talk about politics and spirituality and all these like deep, hard conversations, um, corporate capitalism and consciousness and all sorts of things which we're going to talk about. Not necessarily so easy. What's a practice that you personally do to help you resource yourself in the realm of wellness or awareness to help you show up day after day, week after week?
1: Aside from, you know, going to the gym and having like fantastic conversations with you and other people like you to start off my day. uh, We also go on hikes. I also go out there in nature Uh, because we are all being bombarded with so much information all the time. I think the best thing that most people can learn to do is orient themselves, you know, Uh, and, and, and I talk about this on my show and I've been talking about it more so the past few months recently uh, that, ama- that America is going through this radicalization process. And I think it's because of the, the overwhelming amounts of information that's out there, how it is all being scripted and designed to trigger you and make you feel some type of way because, well, how do you feel? Do you know how you feel? Are you in control of your own emotions or, or, or are other things out there dictating how you feel? You see, the co-founder of uh, Facebook, one of the co-founders of Facebook, Fedbook, Sean Parker, talks about uh exploiting a vulnerability in human psychology. And so when we're when we're dealing with the mind space that we're dealing today, we have to understand that it's all designed to to again, have you feel a certain way, think a certain way. But if you're not in control or command of your own thoughts, your own emotions, your own orientation, well how can you how can you decipher? How can you discern what you're seeing? You see so that, the, the best thing that I can think to, to offer to people as far as orient yourself, uh, and this is something I want to pass along for my friend, Adam Nix of the Wayfinder podcast. I don't remember the precise six uh, disciplines to, 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 to having a beautiful life, but it's taking the time to carve out uh, time with yourself, time with nature, time with the divine, and also time with uh, uh, society, you see. There's so many different aspects to it, but it's learning that compartmentalization and the importance thereof that helps, that helps with like the overwhelming uh, information because it's not going to go away. The only thing that's going to change is your interpretation of it and how you're going to respond to it.
0: Nice. So EJ, you do this incredible work in this confluence of being an artist being an activist, being an influencer, and we'll talk about that, having this incredible community and podcast and media channel and company, maybe is a better way to think about it, called Factions of Freedom. How, how did you kind of build the muscles in those different parts of your background? Failure.
1: Failure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you mean you didn't get to where you are in a linear straight path, huh? Be- believe it or not. Yeah. No,
1: this didn't, it, it just didn't happen that way. Failure became my friend. <laughs> Failure
0: became my teacher. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so give us, a, give our listeners an example of some of the earlier iterations of EJ's career. Okay. Um, you know, just the
1: other day I was looking at, uh, because we've been doing this for four to five years before we were factions of freedom. We were the vanguard of renaissance. And so I was trying to crank out shows every day because, you know, I, I, I thought I had a message, didn't know what I was doing. And I had stumbled across uh, episodes from four to five years ago. And I could hear, I could hear uh, the hesitation. I could hear the complication. I could hear just the, the apprehension in my own voice. And the reason I have to say all that is you have to, you have to understand that failure will become your best friend. And as a child, I even understood that, you know, I, 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 t- I would tell myself, I don't believe in mistakes. I just, I just think these are lessons I haven't learned yet. It's part of the learning curve. I have to go through certain things in order to understand a uh, deeper truths, to have certain, certain, um, uh, certain facts revealed to me. You see, it's like, I, c- I could tell you, I could tell you something personal, uh, you know i used to tell people all the time i wanted i wanted x i wanted z i wanted y i wanted 1 i wanted 2 i wanted 3 i wanted all these things but i didn't realize that i was not i was not the person that was required for all those things that i wanted i was just a snot-nosed arrogant punk who was who was who was saying these things i didn't realize that i had to grow to 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 get the things that i wanted i had to 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 fail a few times to realize that what i thought i wanted was really, just, was really just smoke and mirrors. You see, what you really want is understanding everything that's required for you to become the person that you need to be. And as I said before, failure will be your best teacher with that. And I don't mean that like in a negative sense. I mean that like in the most optimistic sense uh, possible. Like we have evolved into where we are today with the pages, the shows, the network that we've created, the products, every, we, we have evolved into this and it's all come from trial and error. It's all come from failure. I couldn't have a a, a two hour show if I couldn't hold conversation for 30 minutes, you see? And so without going through that adversity, without experiencing that level of failure and trying to propel myself to do more, I wouldn't know that the more is capable it's, it's understanding that that potentiality is in you. It's in everything. And then, as I said before, letting those mistakes, those lessons be your teacher to make you make better decisions. Nice.
0: Now, just to give our audience um, some context, DJ, when you say, you know, go back four or five years, four or five years is a significant chunk of your life. If <laughs> I understand correctly, how old are you? I'm, 20,
1: I'm 27 right now.
0: And and I wanted to surface that to say this is a real strength. One of the things we talk about in the wearpreneurs community over and over again, people are like, how do we engage young people? Young people aren't interested in fill in the blank, wellness, spirituality, politics, that confluence. And yet you've built this really significant brand just to give people a sense, maybe the biggest uh, portion or most visible portion of your community beyond Instagram. Is that fair to say, AJ?
1: Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah.
0: 210,000 followers on Instagram, folks. You guys have built up a big platform in a, of young people who care about this confluence when the story in some circles is that young people, and particularly young people that you know, look more like you than me. Jay, would uh, don't care about this confluence. Talk to us a little bit. Like, how do you do that? And how did you? What would you say to somebody who's wanting to be in community with young people on the younger end of the spectrum who care about politics, wellness, and spirituality? You
1: know, it, it, uh, it's such a such a good question. It's so hard to answer. I hope I do it justice. Uh, you know, it's how do you get people you? you I would like to say, (laughs) I'm not an anarchist, but I thoroughly believe there is no law that can give you freedom. There is no law that can give you the rights that you were born with inherently given to you by the creator God. And so when we're looking at this battle space that we're in today, you have a lot of people that think that politics is going to lead them towards self-liberation. You have people that believe that politics is going to give them the truth that they are so desperately seeking. And that's not it. I, I, that's the farthest thing from it. That's actually scary how many people think that they will, that they can solve the answer by telling other people how to live their lives when they can barely pay their bills. And I mean that in the most respectful way possible, our generation, my generation, we, we, we have an arrogance about us. We have this know-it-all egotistical uh, mindset we, where we, where we act like we're not materialistic, but we want to make sure we have as many followers as possible watching us literally eat, nothing and so what 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 person does that create when a person says they don't care but all of their physical actions indicate otherwise there's a schism you see and so that schism as i mentioned before with sean parker the co-founder of facebook exploiting that vulnerability in human psychology there it is if they can nurture the bad part of the schism the part of them that act, that, that, that that focuses on denial and ignorance then the other part of the schism that's based here in reality can have no understanding of what's going on. When I built factions of freedom, I I don't even say, I, I wouldn't say, I don't, I would not say I built it because the audience helped build me. They helped tell me like, this is not, this is not this. You need to focus on this. Have you heard of these people? Watch these, watch this documentary. I say time and time again, that the, the, that factions of freedom is a platform that the audience created you know, from our very, very first episode, Vanguard of Renaissance, episode 101 came out. Uh, what uh, What was it? Uh, January August, maybe, maybe July or August uh, 5th of 2015. Hmm. We, we had a caller then. And, 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 and the reason I point that out is because that shows you that people saw that we were trying to create a platform for them. We didn't have an effective voice that could talk about the issues that we cared about. And I, and I, and I, you can go back and listen to that. I made sure that was it because Instagram and social media, it's not CNN. It's not Facebook. It's not coast to coast. Uh, it's not, it's not AM radio. You know, it's not things like that. It's, it's a thing for, a homeless person, it's a thing for the activist, it's a thing for the photographer, it's a thing for the writer for the, it's, it's, it's a thing for everybody, but everybody who are doing these individual actions that represent what I call the Renaissance, everybody who's doing all these things, they still have that inkling of truth that they want to know that they, they, I call them little doses of reality, the posts that we have, because there's so much stuff telling you to, to, to look away from it. But the people who helped build this, they wanted to know what, real, what part of core reality was going on, what's going on that they can fix in their own life. And so when they send me, uh, when they send me content, when they, when they send me memes, when they would call in the shows, you know, that's the kind of, I guess that's the kind of network that we created was something to where it could it, 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 it was synergistic, you see to where it fostered that, that, that piece of renaissance to where it also reminded people that they're human and that, yeah, all these things are going on, but that you can do something about
0: them. The audience built me, you said, EJ. I just love that, that there is some part of you is willing to listen and to hold in your heart, maybe as a way to think about it, an audience that is oftentimes feeling left out. Of those more traditional media channels, the more traditional political conversation, the more traditional spiritual conversation. There's some part of you that said, "You are my people, right?" Or oh, we yeah. are each other's peoples in some way, and you allowed that to to craft you, to sculpt you, to be mm, a co-creator in what emerged with factions of freedom.
1: There's, Is that fair to say? Yeah. There's a there's an Australian saying. Some people will tell you it's West African. I'll say it's Australian Aborigine, but they say in lakesh means I am another you right it's like I am everything that is going on I'm I'm the same we're going through it together brother me and you we're going through it together sister we're going like we are all reflections of one another and so if we can't have a, a honest discussion about all these things that are going on and go to somebody that that, that truly cares we we're, we're going to be detached you know and I think sometimes it and i just got to be honest with you it does get to me because i do care so deeply not only about the work that we are doing but about how many people are listening and are dependent upon it and i get frustrated because i want to help even more and i just have to realize that well, who who who's doing this at all hmm. you see like i it, it's a frustration because i know i'm capable of more and we all are capable of more but it's getting that perception and that perspective to understand that you are creating and facilitating other versions of yourself to come through and you have to do the work now for those that come after you. And that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. That's why I I sometimes get frustrated uh, when I say some people don't have me on their shows, but I just have to remember that other people haven't created shows specifically designed to house this kind of content that we're discussing. And that's not, that's not their fault. And so it's a, it's, it's a lot, man. Yeah.
0: One, one of the things as I was getting ready for this episode and thinking about this question of how from at least an outsider's view and tell me if any of this feels off, but there's, there's a way in which there, there's quite a few people, especially maybe more than ever in my 51 years interested in this intersection of wellness and spirituality and social impact or politics and much of it feels very kind of tender, and people are tiptoeing around hard issues or infighting with each other. And one of the things you all do in your shows and your conversations on social media, it, it's much more direct like this tagline on your site it says, exposing lies and sharing truth. In this confluence of you know, people dealing with these kind of things, it seems like you're bolder. It seems like you're more direct. It seems like you name names, right? Whether that's a particular something that's happening in the news, or you'll talk about corporate consciousness as a theme in a very um, direct way. You talk about the health concerns of 5G. You don't just say you should go out there and, you know, eat well. You guys are talking about very precise things, and I wonder if that is part of what your audience sort of coached you to be. They wanted authenticity,
1: and I think you know in a in a time where everybody's just smiling for the cameras, when you start talking about <laughs> when you start talking about Organite having the ability uh, not only to disperse chemtrails but also uh, uh, neutralize emf radiation some people don't understand that because they think crystals are just you know things that hippies hold hold around them it's like no you're not understanding that there's an actual practicality to all this stuff that's going on the intersection that you're talking about from health and wellness and spirituality i remember i had recorded a four hour eight hour series somebody asked me the question of how someone like myself gets involved in this i came in uh kind of through a technological aspect i used to work uh in in, in computer science and information technology but <sighs> a heavily spiritual background. And so I look at things in a very analytical way, but at the same time, a very practical way. And so when, when I look at spirituality, I see it just the same. Uh, people, people are hungry for this knowledge because they realize that the empty materialist world out there, you can, it, it's not going to satisfy you. You can buy as many different things as you want, but if they're not imbued with the right energy, then you, you, you're just going to keep going back to them. I mean, you could, we could talk about the pharmaceutical industry and how it creates, uh, how it creates users, drug addicts, and stuff like that, but I, I, let me get back to point. As far as uh, practical spirituality and being, uh, being very, 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 not blunt, but being con- not, not confrontational, but being in its face, like understanding these things are very real. It's very real, but we've, 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 We've gotten to a point to where things have become so watered down and lukewarm that most people, yeah, they can digest it, but they don't internalize these teachings. Like right now, I'm trying to figure out a way to talk to people about uh, the seven hermetic principles and how the, even the principle of gender, you see, of, of, of gender, how there's a male and a female in everything. Uh, but these aren't just physical things. We're, t- we're thinking it's genitalia. That's the base three-dimensional understanding of, of gender. Everything has a gender, whether it be masculine or feminine, whether it be positive or negative. We live in a binary fractal universe. And if we look at things in gender, it should understand how all things work. But because people live in this, 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 this state of wanting f- extremely advanced teachings to be so simple they're expecting to see God in the sky on, on a cloud. You see, but that's what I mean. It's the level at which people are are interpreting and understanding things. They want it literally spoon fed to them. And I, I I suppose with factions of freedom, I, I refuse to do that. I refused to, to, to water it down. I wanted to tell people these things are very real. And whenever you start integrating them into your life, watch out, watch how fast all the negativity leaves your life. I mean, just before the show, I was telling you how, how I, how I caught myself uh, drinking orange juice and taking my vitamins before the show. And that's a crazy concept to me, because if you would have asked me during that four or five years ago, if that was that person, I would have laughed at you. I love, I like steak and potatoes. The idea of taking nutrients and supplements, that's, 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 that's relatively new, but it's because of the, 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 the process in which I'm going through of it, Consistently trying to improve upon what I'm doing that makes that more natural, and so because people don't understand that it's those teachings that a lot of a lot of ancient teachers, a lot of modern day teachers, a lot of uh, people these days are talking about, it's hard to integrate it. Sometimes it it, it it sometimes it truly is easier said than done, and so that's where we're at these days is because they have automated society to a degree that has removed uh, these hurdles from us, these rituals, these these trials and tribulations because they've removed those from us. We're not able to truly understand the, the, the situations, the rituals, the teachings, the knowledge that we have to go through to, 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 to get to the other side. I hope that makes sense.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. One of the things I know that you're really passionate about, EJ is taking adversity on in a, in a direct way, not sort of, pretending it's not there, not getting swamped or becoming pessimistic around it by having reversity and kind of partnering that with the reflection or self-reflection practice. Talk to us about adversity and reflection, and how does that show up in the work that you do? You know,
1: you know, we uh, we met at the gym, and I think a good way to explain some of this is to use like a weightlifting analogy,
0: and and this is an audio-only podcast. So let me just say, EJ is big, <laughs> he's really strong. So like, just some physical presence. This guy knows what he's talking about. If we're talking about your <laughs> metaphors, thanks, Paul. I'm trying to I'm trying to By get fit, gang. Yet?
1: <laughs> no, not yet, but it's coming.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll
1: get. We'll get- I'm trying to get fit these days, guys. If you can't tell, uh, <laughs> what uh what adversity and reflection. Okay, so when uh, when I'm at the gym, you know, I'm a big guy. I was pushing 300 pounds before I hit the gym. I'm resting at 250, hovering over, hovering under 240. A gym analogy. What does that mean? What is weight? What is stress? W- or what is stress? What is pain? right? Are you going to lift 400 pounds? Are you going to bench press 400 pounds one time? Or are you going to bench press 225 pounds, say maybe 10 times? Or are you going to bench press, say maybe 125 pounds 30 times? What is stress? What is adversity? Are you learning from what you're going through? You see? And so that's just a simple weight analogy, weightlifters analogy as far as how do you you deal with adversity? Uh, Because it shows up in so many different ways. You know, from the work that we're doing with with, with the podcast right here, uh, from the posts that we post on social media to the guests that we have on everything that we're doing, what is adversity? You know, I I I I get frustrated sometimes because I I feel so deeply, and I have to realize that the goal that we are after it's not hey go get a Bugatti, hey you know go buy like three suits and you'll feel good. The goal that we're after. It, it, it's only reached whenever you, you yourself feel a certain level of accomplishment. And that's where that, 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 that level of reflection comes from. Whenever you, you experience all these hardships, what are you learning? Or are you just so focused on the fact that, oh, <laughs> boohoo me, I, this is happening to me. No, this is happening for you. This is meant to grow you. This is meant to propel you. Not, yes, this is happening to you, but do you know why it's happening for you? It's to reveal a deeper truth that you need to learn. But if you're going through these things, you're experiencing the same level of adversity, you're probably comfortable. You're probably comfortable in the pain, and you're not willing to move to a different state of, of, of happiness, move to a different state of, of, of bliss, you see. And the reason I say this is because in this instant gratification society that we have developed. It has robbed us again of that understanding of, 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 of patience, of time, of how, the, of how the method will be revealed through the work. And I mean, even gardening, taking care of the yard. I'm, I don't have a green thumb, but again, here comes failure teaching me what I need to do. And if you don't take the time to, to, to look at those types of situations to gain that, that, that level of perception, or that perspective, you will forever keep thinking that all these adversarial things are happening to you instead of for you. And so that's where the reflection comes in. Are you looking at yourself as you're going through these things? Do you want to keep going through these things? Or are you trying to propel yourself for because of these things into a position where you don't have to deal with these things? Uh, there's a, I, I, I forget if it's um, bring me the horizon or bullet for my valentine uh but they have a song wh- 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 where they talk about basically who will fix me now who will who who will fix me uh let them let them sing who will fix me now because people want things to happen to them right off the bat without understanding that they have to go through a level of adversity to get the experience that's required and that reflection it that's 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 the key that, that truly is the key people want people want happiness and it's really truly a state of mind you could be happy literally walk in the street but if you don't understand that it's 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 all on you that you have to be the one to gain that perception through reflection then you're not gonna get it you know I I'll say this and then i'll'll I'll finish it up <laughs> um, this is not what I want people to understand with a lot of this is even the Buddha told you that life is going to be suffering and that we have to take the, take joy in the simple pleasures of doing things. But it's those simple pleasures of doing things, the micro to where you begin to understand the macro. And there's all kinds of books out there these days. You'll, you'll hear about it in the secret and manifestation and so much more. But that's what I mean by going through the adversity, realizing the reflection to ask yourself, what do you want from this? Who who are you? Who will fix you now? Will you?
0: Love what you're saying about adversity, EJ. And and one of the things I'm sitting with is adversity is unfortunately not equally distributed throughout humankind some of us, let's say there's a young person who grows up in a family of the 1% and somebody else who grows up in a family where the family is homeless, they're going to experience different levels or different qualities and different amounts of adversity. You talk about adversity in a really direct way. And again, I think that's part of what helps you. um, I think that's part of why you appeal to an audience that many brands are trying to crack that code and haven't yet. How do you how do you personally and what would you recommend to others who want to take on that adversity conversation while still holding the context of, of structural inequalities and not disappearing that.
1: You know, I uh, because I am a nerd, I would <laughs> I would whenever I was a kid and unfortunately, as I got older too, I try to say like I was a kid, like that was so far along ago. No, I still do it today. I would play three different games on two computers. I would have the same game running, just three different variations, three different characters, each of which had their own respective roles. They could handle things individually, but they wouldn't work as fast together. Uh, if, if, there's, if there's anything that I can recommend to people, it's, it's learning to take the time for that compartmentalization because so many people want things to be like a jambalaya or a gumbo, and that's not how it's going to work. You know, you've got to learn compartmentalization. You've got to learn isolation. You've got to learn the importance of having things sometimes like sequestered in different pockets. Uh, Everything is not the same. All challenges are not created equal, but they are challenges. The only thing that is consistent is change. And so if you begin to understand that everything is going to change all the time, and that you have to be ready for that change and to adapt appropriately, regardless of what situation you are in, then you'll begin to understand that it's not so much the the the, the, the situation that's changed; it's the it's the factors, it's the vector points, it's the the ingredients, it's the the, the, the part of the formula is changing. You see, you still have to figure it out it's just like the structure's still there it's just the different factors in that equation have changed and so if you can figure out how to configure your mind to adapt to that rather than the actual system or the issue you'll begin to fix the system and so that's what i see that's what i see that i have to do uh, i see people i see people focusing on the wrong part of things and that's that. And I can't fault them because that's how clever some of this is. It's two sides of the same. It's, it's two sides of the same coin. You just have to flip it over. But because we're sometimes presented with information that is specifically crafted and manipulated to look a certain way, as we said before, at the start of the transmission designed to, to, to have you feel some type of way because we, we accept what we are being given. We're not developing the tools to turn it into what we want it to be to make it look like what it should be, to turn it into what it, to what it's, to what's required. You see? And so I just, I, I look at how they I look at how we're being presented things, how we're, how, how, how we approach things. And so my thought process is if we can fix how we approach things, how we react to things, if we even choose to react to them at all, then we can begin to see growth in other areas. And because, and I wanted to say this earlier, because people are moving into this, this automated society, we're swiping up. They don't understand that that's removing your, in, your, your inhibition. That's removing your ability to think for even just two seconds, three seconds, a second. We, we, we rapidly consume things. And so we don't understand what that's doing to our psyche. I mean, <laughs> we don't even know how to recognize danger unfortunately uh, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Hmm.
0: Nice. So I want to unpack a little bit about how factions of freedom works as an enterprise. Before we do that, I just want to pause and give a word to our sponsor so to speak. The sponsor of the Awarepreneurs podcast is our fabulous community. We have over 315 members now in the Awarepreneurs community and What we do as a community is help people who have ventures like this. So you're talking about, EJ, that we do have to do it alone, but we can also do it in community. I can't do it for somebody else, but I can sure share and learn from other people who are sharing. So for instance, yesterday we had a conversation in the Awarepreneurs community about people building their Patreon campaigns. If you have a podcast or YouTube channel and you want to learn how to do that, or recently we were talking about what goes on a website in these kind of ventures to help them really get traction help people find opportunities to speak on podcasts. People are reaching out for um, experts in their programs. And so you get to be featured that way. We're making our fall schedule of different ways that we have in the printers community to help people be featured for the kind of thought leadership that they're experts in. So you don't have to do this alone. Come learn and be in community with other people who care about this intersection of conscious business, awareness practices, and social impact. You can find out more at awarepreneurs.com forward slash community. So if somebody hasn't yet listened to Factions of Freedom, and I highly recommend there will be a link in the show notes, go check it out, especially if you've ever felt any despair whatsoever about young people being activists, young people caring about spirituality and politics and wellness, go listen to Factions of Freedom. (laughs) I'll put a link in the episode notes. If somebody doesn't yet have a reference point of what you do on the show, let's just start there, EJ. Like, if somebody were to listen, what would they notice about Factions of Breed? That I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I don't know if I can agree, in a, only in a good way. <laughs> yeah, the, the good kind of crazy, not the
1: crazy you see out there in the streets that needs to be institutionalized, the kind of crazy uh, that, ironically enough, gets commercialized and and monetized, (laughs) but, um, I, you know, I have to laugh. If somebody were to tune in to the show, they would say, uh, they would say that I am crazy. They would, they, they would say that because I've had people who have said that, but then they come back and they say, well, what you're saying isn't so crazy. I just haven't had someone talk to me the way that you're talking to me. And I've gotten that my entire life because I don't, I don't know about the Nets or the Jets or, you know, Colin Kaepernick or I, I watch NFL sometimes. I like the Panthers. I don't know these things. I know how to talk to who is inhabiting your soul, not your soul. I'm talking to the conscious. I'm talking to that. Whatever energy is inside of the inhabitant of, of your body, like what's inside of the inside of your body, your soul. I've always been able to talk to that. And so when I, when I get on the podcast, I talk to you the same way I would talk to you myself. And that's sometimes why you guys even hear me talk to myself because as I said before, in Lakesh, I am another you. We're going through this together. And on the show, I'm trying to approach everything in that same context. You know, that's why I can't, uh, that's the, that's why I can't lie. I've, I've said this time and time again, I feel like the only reason I'm being given all the truth and the understanding I'm given is because I'm searching after wholesomeness, decency, righteousness, truth. like I want to know. And so I'm being bestowed that gift, that blessing. And that's what I do on the show. Uh, I guess we talk about politics. That's something we kind of fell into. I I primarily came into this from a paranormal aspect. Uh, I wanted to, and you guys guys can find this on the show. There's several different volumes, uh, seven different episodes that we've done throughout that four to five year time span where we've had people submit their their paranormal experiences, their supernatural stories. Uh, people will call in, uh, and, and, and it's a fantastic time. I really do love it. It's the whole reason why I got started doing podcasting. But as I said before at the start of the show, we've evolved into what we are today. Uh, I, I, I wanted to do it for paranormal stuff to let people know that they weren't alone when they were experiencing these things, that if you saw a ghost, that you're not crazy, like you, you, you might be what's considered a sensitive that no, like there, there, there are a lot of things out there, both in heaven, hell and on earth that we don't know about. And just because a censored search engine, such as Google can't provide the answers that you're looking for, doesn't mean you're crazy or alone. And so everything I've done has been to show people that there is somebody out there that does care. And I, I know I'm not Anderson Cooper or Bill Mayer, you know? Or, or any of these people out here but I'm a regular person I've got dogs I've got I used to have cats they're with my parents now I have chickens garden you know I have yard I have bills but I also want to know why we got here what is going on no we should not be living like this this fear based reality we find ourselves living in and how we have to pro- propel ourselves uh, into a love a a a a love focused world um, you know I I I would tell people, even as a kid, I remember like as a child, I would be with my mom and we would go to like Ross or Sears or Walmart or something like that, you know, and I would, I would see people, you know, working there and their light would just be so gone. Mm. And I remember just telling my mom, like looking up to her, like, mom, like what's wrong with this person? Like, they don't look all right. Like I knew, it, I knew what a sick person was, but their soul looked like it had been smothered. And so I told my mom, I don't want to end up like that. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be soulless. Mm. And so my entire life, adult life, creating factions of freedom is to uh, not only show how indeed there is a soul, but there is a, a consciousness to the soul. There is a, <laughs> there's so much magic here and it's just, it's being washed away because we, because what, because we have to have Snapchat, because we have to have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and these things and these personalities that, that, that are shallow. We have to follow these talking heads. We have to keep up with the Joneses. We can't talk about the depths of divinity. We can't talk about life. We can't talk about like the magic that's all around us. We can't talk about so much beauty. And, 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 and that's again, what ties back into your other question. Of why 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 I approach this uh, not necessarily brazenly, but why I approach this with so much passion is because they were right by saying that knowledge will set you free, that knowledge is power, and it's not that you even want power; you just want to know that you want to know more. And as you begin to know more, you you just get filled with such. So I don't, what would you call it, Paul? What would, what would you, you know what I'll I'm talking about?
0: I'll tell a story here because I'm Jew. We tell stories. Somebody asks you a question, you answer it. <laughs> With a, a story. Or a story. <laughs> so I'm going to choose option B, right? So again, EJ and I met in the gym. We live in the same city. We're blessed to run into each other pretty regularly. If you want an experience of aliveness, just go on a walk, with EJ, go on a hike with EJ in a beautiful spot. We happen to have a lot of them here in Albuquerque and start talking about some of this stuff, soulfulness, and what are humans on planet earth and what does a good life look like? And what does it look like to live with an awareness of caring of each other and doing work that matters and trying to kind of peel back some of the fascism that's being layered on to us right here in the U.S. and around the world? Just get EJ started on one of those topics and you're going to see a soul that's <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) i've seen that it's a really beautiful sight. that's what i'd say how to answer your question
1: i just i I like get worked up i feel like guilty sometimes talking about it it's like i feel like i have this ball of energy i'm like here let me show you you have this too let me pull it out if you have this that guy over there has this imagine how many balls of light there are who am i like let's talk about this let let's really talk about this
0: And what you've done, if I may interrupt you, is you've brought that into a scalable environment. Rather than talking to people one-on-one, you're using technology, in this case, podcasting. Anybody listening, heads up, I am a huge podcast fan, although it's not the only way to do this. You've created a scalable way to impact more lives by bringing that kind of passion, and Like when you guys publish an episode of Factions of Freedom, like how many people listen to an episode these days?
1: I'd say right off the bat on like the first day, probably like a good thousand, maybe 1500.
0: 1500 people an episode. And you guys are publishing one of the things about Factions of Freedom that I was really impressed with. You guys publish like a lot. (laughs) It's not like (laughs) once a month. How often do you publish?
1: Well, you know, I got to kind of pivot a little bit too. And this is for my audience and for your audience, Paul, Whenever he, that walk that he was talking about right there, he was telling me, look, EJ, you're you're like a fish and water that doesn't even know it. He's like, you're doing so much. And this is I'm telling this for my audience, too. And I'm, I'm, your audience, I'm, I, I would love to have them come over, but we're going to begin creating short form, more directed content that can help uh, deliver what we're doing because we're doing two hour shows. Like, I, I, I want to be able to have this, I want to be able to impart this to people the same way we're having these conversations. Unfortunately, people don't have two hours. And so that's what, what we're going to be getting into here in the future. Uh, but to, to to answer your question, you know, we're putting out, we have, uh, we have the weekly show every Sunday, or we have the flagship show every Friday comes out 8 a.m. Then we have our now weekly Sunday show, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Fellowship and Freedom, uh, which you can listen to on our website or call into. And then I've also begun instituting Instagram Tuesdays where I hang out with the audience. They ask us a series of questions. Uh, I, I you, I, I try to siphon through all the ones that deal with DMT and aliens. And then whenever I find the, the real questions, you know. <laughs> oh,
0: man, talk about the drugs. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how no. you get people to listen. Come on, be real. Don't,
1: I just have to smoke a joint beforehand and tell people you guys want to know about the aliens. You have to wait till the very end of the show. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, But no, you know, that's, that's it. Uh, And I kind of have to say this too. And this is again, a a thing that Paul has kind of put me on is because we are doing so much and it's not, it's not, it's not weak cake content. Like this is stuff that's actual, actually substantial. It's very real. Uh, some people have a hard time digesting it, and so we're beginning to shift our content so that it is easily digestible, but it's not so not so much not so rapid. You see.
0: So, but right here, right now, and I'm excited about the changes you're talking about. But just to help our audiences understand from a social impact entrepreneur or a social venture perspective right here right now there's three shows a week friday saturday and tuesday and you're impacting if you add those all up a thousand to 1500 a show three a week multiply that by a month you're you're impacting like 20,000 people a month 15 20,000 people a month with what's going right now you have other ideas of how to grow it and change it let's just like pause for a moment to say that's beautiful your passion, your vision for people, your desire to want to help, and particularly, like we said, who is listening to the show and where they might not feel included in other spaces, the the scale that you're inviting in young people who are mm, finding a way to connect with your content and the conversations that many other people in this confluence are really struggling to do. I just want to bow and say, thank you for doing that.
1: Uh, It's, you know, I tell people what other, what other blessing and honor is there to have like a life of not necessarily servitude, but a life like dedicated to, to, to helping us transition into better versions of ourselves. Uh, Like what other blessing is there? That's why I was saying, you know, earlier, I get frustrated because like I I, I feel so deeply and I want to see this change. I get frustrated at myself because I feel like I'm not doing enough. It's like, dude, you're working yourself into exhaustion for, for hardly anything. And you want to, and, and, and you want to see sunshine and rainbows and kittens and, and unicorns tomorrow. You've got to ease. You've got to be a little bit real with yourself. And this is a, this is, this is a hard thing for me because I'm, I'm, I'm so not necessarily content oriented. I see these things happening so fast and I don't, and I don't, I don't feel the change, but I know it's there when I know that I'm changing. And I know that's a crazy thing to say. I hope it makes sense, but it's, it's, it is a, it is a blessing and an honor to be in a position like this. I have, I don't even care about the celebrities, uh, all the athletes and the people. That's cool. I don't, I don't I, I don't care for them, but I, I but I do I care that they understand and that they're seeking for these things. I have people in the White House that follow us. Uh, I have people in foreign countries that follow us. Only eighty percent of our podcasting audience is domestic; the rest of that is international. Uh, you know, I have people. It, it is sometimes overwhelming to think about, um, and I've only started so much. I've only started thinking about our impact on the, over the past two seasons because. We've, we've grown, but all I'm really trying to say is, is, is there is no other work that I would see myself doing. And as I said before, with the audience creating factions of freedom, you know, now (laughs) I have people, I have people trying to send us, uh, essentially products to eliminate the glyphosate in your body. And because we all understand the dangers of glyphosate, Monsanto, Roundup, uh, their herbicide, Roundup, and, you know, how it's causing cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, so much more, that's important, you see. And so I I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I am seeing the changes. It's just crazy to think that I'm a part of it, (laughs) or it's crazy to think that I'm, that I'm, that I'm able to help influence some of this, like a few years ago, I remember uh, whenever California had authorized or legal or whenever it passed SB 277 uh, mandatory vaccinations for children uh, in daycare centers and then SB 279, which was uh, the same bill for parents and adults at those daycare centers because we, we, we were anti-mandatory uh, vaccinations. We had a lot of doctors and lawyers that were contacting us uh, saying, "Hey, if you have any people who 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 need exemptions, send them our way." And so, for like a few for a while there, like I was just getting because we were posting about it. I was just getting parents. Uh, I was getting parents who were who were like, "Hey, what's going on? What can I do? I'm having a ferret them to this person. I'm telling them, you know, talk to this person." And you're you it's 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 just crazy, uh, because you know that's a few years ago. I say this because the guy messaged me like a few a few months ago. He's like, Hey buddy, just wanted to say thank you for, you know, connecting me with so-and-so you know, our beautiful baby girl is doing, is doing well. You know, we've, we've actually moved different States. I just want to say thank you for posting this. And, and I don't think you don't, no one thinks about these things. No one thinks about a post that you, that you put up two, three years ago to alarm, to, to not alarm, but make people aware about things like this and things that they can do to fix not only their lives, but their children's lives and their legacy. No one thinks about that, that that your post could help them from forever ago. But when it happens like this, think about the level of humility, Paul. And that's why I sometimes don't feel like worthy of this because you're, you're helping people. You're, you're looking at, you're looking at this all change in turn and, and it's all designed to make you better. That's what I'm trying to tell you is everything that everybody has done and that we're all doing together, it's all come from that place of compassion of understanding of hey let's help each other get through this when I'm telling you that the people are sending me uh, the glyphosate products, nutraceuticals, uh, Sheila Jeet and all these other things it's because they not only not only do they want sales clearly, but it's because they also want uh, they want somebody that has a healthy mind, a healthy body and a healthy spirit affiliated with what they're doing. And so you have fans, you have supporters, you have people sending things here because they, again, not only because they want sales, but because they want to make sure that you're on point. They're that committed to your own journey that they want to see you do well. Mm-hmm. And so that's the whole network that we have going on is, is I'll, I'll do this if you guys can do this. And that's that synergistic beneficial relationship that we've, that we've created over time. And that is, again, beyond an honor you can't you can't buy that you know yeah you 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 can't you can't go get a gun and you can't go shoot that there's no drug that can give you that feeling there's no book that's going to make you feel that way this is a life this is a lifestyle built around compassion understanding harmony uh uh, mutually beneficial relationships and just just, it's, it's 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 deeper than most people can uh deeper than most can Feel and think. And that's why I think we have the feel that we have is because it's not, it's not fake. Uh, it's been built over time. And it's not just me. It's a community of people, which I represent, doing more than any one person
0: can do. It's beautiful you know? If somebody's listening and they're saying, that sounds beautiful, but like, how does EJ pay the bills? Like help us unpack how it works as an enterprise. You mentioned, you know, there's some products I've seen you at times do some promotions. I know you have products. I know you, or I believe you get some um, financial benefit depending on the number of listeners you have. Is any of that sound in the ballpark?
1: Yeah. You know, we, we, we get we generate revenue from views, listen, uh, promotions, sales, and now we're gradually moving into products, and that's foreign because being so content oriented, uh, I never really thought about business. You know, f- we 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 had forever said, "Hey, you know, vote with your dollars, vote with your lifestyle." We 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 accept donations, and this is that four to five years ago when we we're just starting out. It's like, please help. Please help the poor black kid. He wants to talk about cool stuff. It's like, well, what, what person doesn't want to talk about cool stuff? Figure out a way to monetize what you're doing. And that's come through that four to five year time period. Uh, you know, we're, we're coming up with t-shirts. That's cool. Do you know how many of those you have to sell to, 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 to stay afloat? Too many. Uh, products, making sure that they're the best, finest grade. Do you know where they're coming from? Do you know how they're produced and how they're uh, processed? Are there any chemicals in them that you don't want? You know, these these are all different things that I'm gradually having to, to, to look at uh, before getting into the phase that we're in now. You know, primarily we've, we've survived off of just that donations, uh, paid sponsored posts, and very, very few exclusive memberships. But as I've gotten older and as I've gotten more secure in this and I want to do more, that means that I have to provide more uh, and, as I said before with the T-shirts, that's not gonna be the thing. That's not gonna be the thing that sells it. Exclusive members won't be the thing that sells it. Uh, paid promo posts won't be able to sell it. Uh, and so now we're moving into the space of well, what what can we provide that creates that same synergistic, mutual, beneficial relationship uh, that isn't that isn't that isn't an issue. And so I think that would be the products. And I think that would be uh, the courses that I had mentioned beforehand, because we are so focused on things like this. Well, who's not, who's to say that you can't make the content, the business you see, because we are doing the shows Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, you know, that's a lot for people to catch up to, but I still want to do even more with that. Uh, we have our, our, our weekly Sunday show. That's about to go full 24 hours. So we're about to have a whole network. And so, <laughs> It's, it's, it's a lot of different things. And so I guess to get back down to point uh, we've had to try a lot of different business models and it's not that none of them have worked. None of them have been sufficient for where we want to go after that business model. And so part of me has had to, and this is where I'm at these days, part of me has had to say, okay, do I declare factions of freedom, like a nonprofit organization and then create like a separate business to finance that? I'm not sure, but all of this is still coming from the place of how do we get the content to the people in the simplest way in the simplest way possible that is that is free. But if people want to take that step even deeper, uh, how can we make sure that that is that is paid for? You know, we have um, (laughs) we are we're friends with Billy Carson of Forbidden Knowledge. Uh, He shows up on Gaia TV and Coast to Coast uh, regularly, and one of the things i talk about with him all the time is just that it's like how do we give the content to the people but at the same time you know pay the bills he says because he does want to do so much for everybody it has to be that same synergistic relationship as much as i'm giving they have to get and it's going to hurt at first because i'm so you know used to doing all of this but it'll pay off in the in the back end you see because then everybody's on the same page. It's not just a it's not a one-sided relationship where somebody's giving everything and getting nothing. And so that's coming from that 4 to 5 year time period of going through failed business models, learning what works from those failed business models and then instituting them into what we have today.
0: Mm, nice. There's a saying in the progressive movement that the progressive movement tends to eat its leaders. And one of the ways that I think people in these intersections want to be mindful of is not eating our leaders. you know I've seen people you know love a community but not contribute to that community and be really, really upset when that community yes. goes away because the leader has to move on with their energy in order to take care of themselves and their families. so just want to say you know that. I wanna change that culture, especially when there's a community of scale. Nobody has to dig in that deep. There's ways if a community is paying attention. And I just, I love what you're doing, EJ, and I want the community that surrounds you to think well about caring for um, your work. And I'm thinking of a wonderful episode. I don't usually listen to Tim Ferriss as a podcaster. I'm a podcast host, but somebody pointed me in the direction of a fabulous conversation between Tim Ferriss and Amanda Palmer. If anybody knows Amanda Palmer, she um, is famous for a bunch of things, but including a TED Talk that went absolutely viral called The Art of Asking. She's famous for having done a and also infamous for having done a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter that went over a million dollars as a musician. And she gets so much pushback and hate mail and attacked and celebrated for being an artist who, quote, sold out or finally was getting whatever, right? And, And over time, she's transitioned to another business model of a community that, quote, has her back. And what that's like for her as an artist and an activist to have a community have her back like that. Um, it was it was it brought me to tears, and um, was really healing to some of the places in me where I've been an activist and not felt cared about, and how much I'm feeling cared about these days. Thank you, our community, and wonderful clients. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to bring that into the conversation. That um, I want that for you, EJ, and other leaders like you. That that we can rest well in doing the work and not be on a path of anxiety and um, that constant pouring out and not as much coming in. That's not a sustainable model. And I want communities to be having these conversations more. I want leaders to be having this conversation with a lot of love, but in that same sort of bold spirit that you're talking about, the the sharing truth part, like the truth-telling Part of me, at fifty-one years old, doesn't need to back away to say I've seen a lot of dysfunction in communities in their relationship with leaders, not taking care of them, and then getting really weird when the leader starts saying, "Whoa, I'm not feeling taken care of," and um, I personally don't have a lot of patience with people who want that kind of relationship with me. Paul, you should give me all this wisdom; it's taken you decades to learn, but I don't want to invest anything in you or what you need, like. Go find some other leader to follow.
1: There's, there's so many things I want to touch on right there because it's so true. Uh, you know, hearing you talk about the art of asking, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. I wrote that down for sure. Tim Ferriss and Amanda Palmer, the art of asking. Uh, <laughs> that is a huge thing that personally I know I have an issue with is um, asking for help. And that's the simplest way to say it. Everything that I've talked about here, it's it's all been designed to teach me humility, patience, and and peace. And that's whenever we were talking earlier, you know, in the show uh, about a, a level of self growth that has to take place when you do this type of work. That is, that is, that is something I have always had to work on. Is 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 asking. Um, I don't know if that's because of the whole be a man archetype or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But that is something I've had to work on is being humble enough to admit at what part do you end at? What part do you say, Hey, I need help. Um, and that's, that's what, that's what comes with it is whenever you understand that you can't do everything that you're not able to lift the world up on your shoulders, that you do need help. That's whenever you, you, you unlock something else. Um, And so with the business, that's definitely something I've had to grow into asking, Hey, well, how does your business model work? Or, Hey, what are you doing? Uh, I don't want to get into your finances, but what are you doing over here? Or well, what's your five-year plan with this? And so, and this is another part about it as well. The minute that you learn to conquer that, that hesitation with yourself, you begin to not only see it in other people, but you, you, you recognize who's conquered it, who's gone over it. And then who can who can start helping you? And so when it ties back into the community, <laughs> that's part of, again, that synergistic relationship, making sure that you're not giving more than you're getting. And it's not selfish. Uh, it's not, and I've had to learn that as well. It's not selfish to ask for something in return. Uh, one of the things that, because our generation seems like it knows it all on these censored search engines, we're so woke. <laughs> They one of the things I've commonly come up against is, oh well, why are you asking for money? The information should be free. It's like you're right, and this this next part I'm about to say is something that I had to grow into. You're right, the information is free, but my time and energy are not. And so, saying that, internalizing that, and then manifesting something to combat that are all different phases of. of getting over that asking for help, you see, because you figured out how to, you you figured out how to ask for help. You figured out that you should, that it's not necessarily asking for help it's providing that product and service for them to, again, create that synergistic beneficial relationship. And so how do you, how do you, a lot of people aren't willing to do that. A lot of people aren't willing to look at the mirror and say, okay, what, what level of growth needs to occur in this department? Uh, what sacrifices need to be made in this area of my life you know what what do what, what improvements need to be made over here because we have this level of arrogance egotism and know-it-allism know-it-allism whatever you want to call it we 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 don't sometimes realize that we are our biggest enemies and i mean that in the most respectful way that sometimes we have to pull back and start looking at again the decisions and the choices that we're making and is this the reality and the, and, and, and the life that we want? and are we doing what's necessary? are we again learning the art of asking are we doing what's necessary to manifest that life that we want? And so that's again being able to look into the mirror asking yourself am I doing the right things? Am I asking the right questions? am I moving in the right direction? Do you even care? And these are all different perspectives that people need to need to start thinking. Uh, I'll say this and I'll toss it to you. You know, I, I had, I've been doing this for four or five years and it, it's only recently, as I said before, that we've, we've, we started thinking about business and the money. And I don't know why that was the case. I think it was because I came from the aspect of not thinking that I was maybe not worthy or I didn't see that this was going to become a thing. There's a number of reasons. But as I've gotten older, I realized that there aren't people that are doing certain things. And sometimes that's a good thing because it allows for you to do anything to fill that niche or to fill that need, whatever is there. But if you are going to do something, don't hesitate. And do, don't hesitate. That's the biggest advice I can give is, is, is do not hesitate in those actions. As I said before, at the start of the transmission, let those mistakes be lessons and learning uh, opportunities that you haven't learned yet. Commit. And understand that there's a greater power after you get over that other hill.
0: See, if you keep talking like that, I might have to start calling you old man.
1: <laughs> old man, Jay.
0: <laughs> like that, yeah. All, all twenty-seven years of your wisdom, man. Damn. I wish I had a gray beard. Oh, yeah, I've earned every one of these gray hairs. I like to say, and it's true, man.
1: Oh, I, I still got a few years. I'm trying mean. to use beard oil. I still got nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Either, I could talk to you for hours and I have talked to you for hours and I can't wait till we go on some sort of hike or get a meal or something like that. But I want to be respectful of our audience. I want to be respectful of your time. If there was something you were hoping we'd get to today and we haven't talked about it yet, what would that be? Oh man, gosh. Um, people,
1: audience audiences. You guys are beautiful people. You are divine, divinely inspired people. Like you have, you have so many abilities. You were so powerful and so beautiful and so amazing. Like I showed Paul before we came over here on the air, like <laughs> I have all these documents from at least like the sixties that, that allude towards, uh, psychokinetic potentialities, telekinetic abilities, uh, the ability to influence reality with, with your mind and so much more and you're just, you're so powerful. You're so beautiful, but they, oh, but but, but, they, but they don't want you to know these things. They want you to get the Facebook likes. They want you to get this, the, the Snapchat views. They don't want you to look in the inner space and understand that, that you're a part of something so bad, so massive and so, but so beautiful. They don't want you to really understand that you, th- your parents took the time to craft you, they, that that you, that you, <laughs> I, I, we, I wish I could just tell you guys how important you really are. You not only were you will not only did you choose to be born in this time frame, but you have gifts and, and, and powers and blessings that are a dream to some and a nightmare to others. Because <laughs> there are some people that want to rob you of your divine, powerful beauty, and that's why you have that spark of life in you. That's 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 what I wanted to touch on uh, at the end. There is just to let people know that they are beautiful creatures not even that beautiful beings creatures denote being carnal. We're not carnal. We are spiritual beings experiencing like a, a, a sliver in time, a moment. So don't let the, don't let the lack of interaction on your Facebook post or the lack of interaction on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Don't let the lack of interaction there, the cyberspace denigrate the interactions that you're having within yourself. Learn to connect with yourself, learn to be, content and and, and, and empowered in who you're becoming, you won't worry about all these things. So again, just understand how beautiful and powerful you are and don't let anyone ever try to take it from you. If they do make sure it's, you know, tooth and nail, put up a fight. Boom.
0: Yeah. Just send him to EJ. Remember he's 240 pounds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll, we'll take care of him over here.
0: Call EJ and Paul, right? (laughs) (laughs) Better call Paul. (laughs) EJ, if there was a way that somebody wanted to get a hold of you, what's the gosh, you're on every channel, but like, what's the best way to find out more about Factions of Freedom and what you guys are doing?
1: Best way to find out about our podcast is to go to our website, factionsoffreedom.gemdo.com. Uh, you can also find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Spotify, Mixcloud, TuneIn Radio, we're everywhere. Uh, but if you'd like to have a more direct conversation, I'll put I'll, I'll put the i put the personal email in the description bar below so you guys can ask questions because I'd love to hear I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, our audiences are so smart that they just they've they've learned to ask the right kind of questions, and then you could have a month's worth discussion off of that alone. Uh, but you guys can find us on all major podcasting platforms. I'll give Paul our, our our email so you guys can message us there as well. Uh, we are on Instagram primarily, uh Fedbook, YouTube, Twitter. We also have various other pages all designed for specific content to to, to again give you those little doses of reality to remind you of, of your importance. Uh, but that's we have those and a few other things as well. Those will all be in the description bar below because again, I try to diversify the information because you, the audience, deserve it.
0: Mm. EJ, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Oh, uh, thank you, Paul. Can't wait to come back on. And you're going to have to come back on one of our shows. Heck,
0: both of them. Just say the word. I'm in there. I'll get it set up. That's all the time we have for today's interview. Thank you for listening to the Awarepreneur Show. Before we go, I want to remind you about the Awarepreneur's community. It's a community of practice. Is one way to think about it. People who are doing this work. So you're learning with and from and teaching a community of people who are moving the needle in this direction, more in the direction of social impact, more in the direction of spiritual awareness, and more in the direction of conscious business. Let's help each other grow, thrive, and have the impact that we're here on the planet to have. So for now, I want to say, please take good care in these poignant times, and thank you for the important work that you do.